0: Welcome to EQ Minds Recharging Mental Health Podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and today we have the amazing Melissa Brown, who is a best-selling author, financial educator, accountant, and entrepreneur who is passionate about helping women particularly live a life by design, not default. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Chilli Technology, and without further ado, let's welcome Melissa to our show. So I'm absolutely thrilled to have Melissa Brown on our show today. Melissa, welcome to the EQ Minds podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I have a gorgeous little book in my hand called Budgets Don't Work, but this does, and it's your new book, and I've, I've loved reading it, so thank you so much. No, and you're in welcome. It, <laughs> in it, you talk about psychology of money and how understanding your financial phenotype can remove the stress, fear, and shame And I was wondering, you know, can you discuss with us how stress sabotages us financially?
1: Absolutely. I think the problem when it comes to money is there's so much shame and fear and anxiety and awkwardness anyway, that when it comes to stress, we can be affected by stress in life, but some of us are just stressed by money and it can be as it can be because we're not at the age and stage that we thought we should be. It could be because of global freaking pandemics and how that impacts our finances. Or it can just be a hundred little things that happen every day around angry conversation at work or dealing with a supplier or things just not panning out or sickness or illness and stress Absolutely. And research shows this has the ability to hijack our brain and prevent us from making those great choices. Mm -hmm. And what I see a lot of the time with money is 90% of the time we might get it right. But for 10% of the time when there's stress, that's actually when we can behave in such a way that we sabotage all that good work that we did for the 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm a real fan for planning for that stress, for understanding, okay, when stress arrives, and it will, we have a toolkit, a financial toolkit prepared of behaviours that we're going to swap and substitute instead of how we might normally behave. And I talk in my book about how this could be everything from jumping off social media uh, if we're working out that we're clicking to buy more often. Mm-hmm. Or if we're prone to spending when we're stressed, substituting behaviors instead. So you might spend, but you might put a limit. Um, if I'm stressed, I can spend 10 bucks or I can spend 100 bucks the whole month. Yeah. Or we might find that we meditate or we go for a walk in the sunshine or we pick up the phone to a good friend or maybe it's a 30 day financial detox where we just realign our spending. But it's being aware of those stresses and then substituting behaviours instead.
0: I love that. So you've got to, and that's great, right, because you know what the problem is or you know when you kind of hit that sort of spend or overspend and then you've got solutions there ready to go so you're not kind of derailed. You kind of know that... Do you actually think that people can be naturally bad with money? Do you, think that's, do you think people are vulnerable to go, yeah, actually, you know what, I'm really bad with cash? I think people
1: believe that they are. <laughs> but it's, look, people and research has shown that we can have low self-control. So if we have low self-control and if we spend more or if we can't really look after our future self as much, if we just want to enjoy today, then we might presuppose that, yes, I'm bad with money. But there is no inherent bad with money gene. <laughs> instead, I believe that there's things, there's money stories that can financially sabotage or serve us. Or there's four different money types. Where if we understand the strengths and weaknesses of those different money money types, we can work within them, understanding that if one particular money type isn't bad or good with money. Instead, we act and we react with money differently and it's working with that money type so for example if I'm a creator I'm going to hate being put into a box and expected to behave in a rational way if you like mm-hmm. Whereas that I might think therefore I'm going to be bad with money but instead it's about designing a system and creating habits that are right for you including financial challenges and gamification and setting up a system that's right rather than trying to force you into a box that that's how the financial world thinks we should behave.
0: That's such a good tip. So it's understanding what your sort of money narrative is and mm. then having strategies based on what your narrative is, which is really cool. Can you give us another example? So there's the creative. Yeah, I love so there's
1: the-, the creator, there's the discerner. So I'm a discerner. Um, if you... I just can't logically understand nine to five working. I make money through thought leadership. Needs to be really well thought out. And my, during and my tendency when I'm stressed is to paralysis by analysis and mm-hmm. overthink, which could really undo me at the moment. So for me, it's habit stacking. So habit stacking is one of James Clear from Atomic Habit Love tips it. where. I love here, <laughs> where it might be that I, if I'm going to spend a dollar, I have to save a dollar. And for me, that's just as natural as breathing now. Sure, I can spend $200 over there, but I, sh- I have to be able to save $200. Or when I make my morning cup of coffee, I automatically get out my zero file and check to make sure that it's reconciled and that I know where I'm financially at. So mm. creating great habits that, create momentum and stop me from being paralysed or to overthink and instead work with the inherent strengths of my time. Relators, it would be that strength of collaboration and networking. So at the moment, if I was a relator and if I was struggling with not having enough income, I might lean into the power of my network Mm -hmm. Um, or I might um, make goals but then make the accountability social so that I'm not isolating, and I'm I'm being held to account. Whereas hubby's a worker money type. And for him, what they can do is they just want to be busy. And for him, what he can find himself doing is just creating activity so that he feels better. But the question is, is that activity productive or not? So it's focusing workers so that they can, when they work, it can be the most effective work. And doing things like extreme automation so that even if there's no financial benefit, their financial, all the bills are paid, everything happens in the background without them having to worry.
0: Mm, I really like this because you're kind of dropping that one-size-fits-all approach to money. Mm -hmm. And These financial types, I've read about them in your book and I can relate to them so well and I can actually spot what my friends are, what my husband is, what I am, all those kinds of, and it's amazing because then you have these very action item tips and tools to be able to know what you are and being okay with that and then having these tips and tools to be able to deal with that when it, when it comes up. So brilliant. I absolutely love those. Yeah, um, yeah Part of it is, is knowing
1: it, isn't it? And it, mm-hmm. you know, our egos love to know a bit more about ourselves. And when it comes to money, I mean, that's so helpful because often we don't look at it and we don't think about how we naturally behave. Mm -hmm. But then it's having the habits that support that. For me, it can't just be nice to know. It's got to be, well, that's great, but what are the habits that I should be employing as a result? And it's also realising that, oh, wow, so my partner doesn't do money wrong. They just do it differently from me. Mm -hmm. And because Relationships Australia says money is the number one thing we fight about, we fight about it twice a month (laughs) on average, nice to just pull that, that stress from our life where money can be something we can talk about curiously rather than judgmentally.
0: That's so important. I was like the Love Languages book, you know, knowing what your yes. love language is, knowing what your partners are. And it's, it's such a good book, too, because it gets you really raised in on we're all unique and different as human beings.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so why should
0: money be any different? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So, you know, during COVID, it's been such an interesting time because we're told not to use cash and to use mm. on cash payments such as credit cards. And you talk about how this can really hurt us financially because our brains actually react differently to cash and cards. You know, can you tell us more about that, including how we can protect ourselves financially?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's research that shows that when they did a, did a project and they filmed people watching people pay with cards and then watching them pay with cash, and what they discovered is the insular region in your brain lit up when they were paying with cash. So our senses are activated. We can smell, we can, we can hear the notes and coins, whereas we don't have that same pain reaction when we pay by digitised payment. So what the researchers discovered is that that means that because we don't feel that pain of pain, we actually spend more. And there's been loads of other studies that have backed this up um, showing that when we pay by credit, we pay often up to 100% more, which is extraordinary. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> not just a small amount, a lot more. Um, so with the move away from cash, and there has been one of the two trends that have come out of uh, financial trends that came um, as a result of COVID is a move away from cash. And the move not just to credit, but to buy now, pay later platforms. Um, And for those of us that follow the share market, we would have seen buy now, pay later platforms, everything from Afterpay to Zipcode to Sesel to Split it explode as far as their valuations because of the move to that. So what we want to do in knowledge is power, and that's part of my message: both knowing yourself and also knowing how you behave. If you know that yes, we have to move away from cash, but digitised payments make us feel less pain and spend more, it's about knowing that and setting up great financial habits to combat that. So that might be that you have a very, very low limit on your credit card or that you use a debit card where you only keep a certain amount of money in that bank account so that you kind of have to keep that eye on it to make sure you're not overspending and that you don't fill it back up, that bank account back up when that money's gone. Mm-hmm. All you might do, as my hubby does, is he has an alert that pings to his phone, and all banks let you set this up, so that when he spends money with his credit card, he gets a text message, and that pings, and then that he's created that sensory reaction, and oh, he then his brain feels pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's kind of a different way where you can artificially set up an environment to feel pain. But he, and my mother-in-law, God lover, is a pensioner and she's realising this because pensioners, I mean, love cash. <laughs> so she's taken to writing everything down that she spends and she can't believe how much she's, how much more she's been spending as a result of COVID when she uses a, her card. because She said she'll go to the shop and instead of buying one thing, she'll buy four things. So it's just finding ways where you can create that pain, if you like, so that you aren't overspending.
0: So incredible, because I wonder, you know, that next movement of paying with your phone then removes the oh, yeah. credit card, and I wonder if you could create the ping, like a bump, like <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely. like>
1: <laughs> or even just have you know someone's voice and they're going, "Stop it." <laughs> <laughs> I've got, a, I've got another friend who on his different cards that he uses, he's got one for his bills and one for his just everyday spending. And on his bills account, he's written stop. And on his everyday account, he's written go. So if he tries to be sneaky and hand the wrong card over, the, car, the um, shop attendant before has said to him, oh, "Sir, do you really want to use that card? It's got stop on it. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> that is
0: gold. So
1: it's just setting up ways for you to feel yeah. it.
0: One of my girlfriends I used to live with when I used to flat with her in Bondi, she used to put a credit card in the freezer in a cup of... Um, I love that. And so she'd have to wait for it to unfreeze to really think about the purchase.
1: Yeah. And I've got people that do similar things with online shopping. So yeah. if you were going back to our stress conversation, if you find that you're clicking to buy more often, put a 24-hour ban on it. So you can buy it as long as in 24 hours, you still want it. So you yeah. can't click to buy instantly.
0: Oh, that's good. Delayed gratification. Yeah, that's, yeah. Really oh, yeah. that's awesome. Mm. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Chilli Technology. Even though winter is here, we still need a cool body core temperature to have great sleep efficiency and deep REM. An easy way to get our body core temp down is by using an Ola from Chilli Technology. You just slip it over your mattress, switch it on, set your temperature, and you're away. They even come in single so you can set your own temperature, since partners often like to sleep at different temperatures. To get a great night's sleep and 15% off, head to eqminds.com forward slash podcast and use the code EQMinds15 for the OLA system. Now Melissa, with your you've got such great financial advice, and we know that financial security is definitely aligned to positive mental health Mm. and I'd love just to wrap up the podcast around what are three tips or things that you do in your life to really protect your mental health
1: oh I love that question well certainly for me personally because I'm aware that mental health can be something that I need to really be careful of I have suffered burnout before and I have as a result of things that have happened in my life, suffered from PTSD. So I actually need to be incredibly careful um, when it comes to mental health. And I know that I've seen the effect of that on my finances. Um, and certainly I know that that's true for other people. They might not have had that same level um, of trauma or, or burnout, but even just stressing about money, can studies can show, can... Be like not having a good night's sleep, which means the 13 dropping your IQ, which you know, trying to function without sleep and what that does to your mental health. So, three things that I do for my finances is one to make sure that I lay off sugar where possible and that I exercise every day. And that might seem like a strange financial tip, no, it's <laughs> but true. if I'm doing well. In my general mental health, that absolutely spills over to how I'm doing financially. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I do is make sure that I have a system and I have habits that are right for me. So I have my savings in an account where I can't access it easily and most of that is in shares and businesses and property. I have a really low credit card limit because I have a bit of an issue with chocolate can't control and self-control <laughs> so i know i have that same issue with credit so i've set up an what i call a money environment where i'm kept in check if you like and self-control doesn't have to be an issue for me um, so that's the second thing that i do but the third thing that i do is just to make sure that i'm looking 90 days ahead Mm. To say right, what's coming up that I need to that I want to take advantage of and that I want to prepare for and I think particularly at the moment, in times where it's a bit of a global pandemic, and we're all thinking, Oh God, what about the three and the five year plans that we've set for ourselves? yeah, having those ninety day little sprints can be enough time where we can still feel like we can achieve something in that ninety days without having to look round the corner so yeah. I'm doing financial challenges, I'm doing little business sprints, I'm doing some share trading, all within that 90-day window where I can still feel like I have momentum and I'm moving ahead financially but without having to see the whole picture. And certainly I'm finding that has eased the mental load for me Mm. because I still feel like I have some momentum even if it's not the same momentum that I might have wanted to have
0: pre-COVID. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think they're fantastic. And and different tips, you know, it's beautiful because every guest gives us different ideas of what they're doing. And I I love those. And I think, you know, if people want to take account for their finances but do it in a really fun, practical way, and that's what I was saying to you off the line here, Melissa, is that I love that you give these tools and tips and things that People can compound over time that makes such a big impact. Hmm. But they're not like you have to be an accountant or a financial advisor to understand. And I'd love our audience to find more about you. Where should they come to to follow your amazing work? thank you. So on
1: Instagram, I'm doing a lot of IGTV and different really practical tips to say, right, this is how you can help your finances. So I'm more money for shoes on Instagram. Or if you head to Melissa Brown with an E on the end.com.au,
0: that's the that's my site. That's brilliant. More money for shoes. That's what you
1: are <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> <Quality> <laughs> I think you really see the balance that I have. <laughs> Looking after <laughs> my future self. Genuinely have I I'm in this unique position where I can choose to work or not, but I still Love my shoes.
0: Oh, <laughs> i want going to so enjoy well. today. <laughs> you're such a beautiful human being. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. To continue on your calm journey, I really encourage you to download a free ebook on how to live a calmer life. Simply head to eqminds.com to receive your free copy. And if you're in a really good mood, Please feel free to give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find the podcast and then together we can help other people with their mental health and well-being. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with us and we'll see you again in a week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Any advice is not a substitute for medical guidance. Any use of information contained in this podcast is used at the user's own risk.